All right, here we are, back with another episode of On the Delo. That's funny. Once I take that off, I stop yelling. This is so funny. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited for today. I've got. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, you guys are my friends now, yes, the Boone Brothers. 100%. I mean, here. in the house, we live. Are here. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and Blessed. As I was telling you earlier, the minute you guys walked in the office, all the ladies came just <laughs> running out of their office, like, "Oh my God!" I got to invest in some neck braces. Yeah. Turn their head. Who are those men? And we're gonna talk about neck braces a little bit later because there was something on Jeremy's podcast that was just of a lot of interest. But before we get into that, um, we have we have Jason and Malcolm. And what's the age difference with you guys? We are five years apart. Five years apart. Yep. And w what was it like being little brother? Ah, oh, little brother. It was tough. It was tough. I, mean, it was always, I was always, I feel like, following in his footsteps. I had a lot of what I used to feel. I had big shoes to fill, yeah. you know, and just because... Jason was super intelligent in school. Things came really quick to him. He was a high-profile athlete, you know, and was getting recruited, and he was just bigger, and he, I feel like he had it, right? So I'm following him, and I was like the opposite. School was hard, right? I, I wasn't heavily recruited in basketball or other sports, and it was just, it was tough, but... You know, I, I used that as fuel, and yeah. you know, was, we always had that competitive edge, and here we are today, and it's and, beautiful. And, and how, how sweet were you to your brother and, and nice, for, you know, helping bring him up? I wasn't, I wasn't that nice to him no. growing up. Um, I always joked that, like, if, if I didn't have him nipping at my heels, I would have peaked in high school. Uh, I was a prom king. I was a star athlete. I yeah. was the smartest kid in all the school, taking AP classes, all that kind of shit. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where, um, you know, if—, if if I would have let that, if I would have let that time of my life be the best time of my life, yeah, uh, I think I would have been doing myself a disservice. I think always having my brother kind of there, wanting to learn from me, kind of pushed me to be the better version of myself. And I right. had a chance to go overseas, play basketball, come back. Now, you know, run a run a tech company, and it's just like it's fun to be to, in a situation now where we're looking at each other as peers. And we can work together on things and just kind of get the best out of each other at all times. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's talk about your season of life now. I mean, you, you both are, are very good athletes. We're both, you know, professional athletes. That was obviously in your 20s. And then all of a sudden you have this new season of life that, you know, comes across. How do you analyze all that in your head? Are you like, okay, I'm so grateful for the experience and what I did then. I can compartmentalize that. And now you guys are just stoked to be where you're at in life now. Yeah, a ton of it comes from a lot of what we did learn overseas. You know, a lot of the coaches, a lot of the lessons, the disciplines that we've came across and have come into our life, we kind of use that to transition into this part of our life. So now I'm a third grade teacher, right? Yep. So it's like, what can you use from being a professional athlete to be better in the classroom, to be better for your kids, for your colleagues, right? And so for me, it's this thing of showing up and being your best every day, right? Life is a gift. Right? Yeah. It really, really is. And the younger generation coming in behind us, they have they have access to so much, right? And so learning about breath work and meditation and things like that, yeah. I think it's really important for the younger generation coming up. And so that's like one of my main missions it, to give out, not only to my students, but just give out to the world, right? Stay consistent, find breathing, find stillness. There's so much just passion. Yeah, for to, sure. You know, when it comes to that. And, and you really, you honestly like kids? I, I like kids. I like kids. I do. I do. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> is, is, it a, is it a loving, I love teaching. I love, yeah. no, it's not. And I'll tell anybody that. Yeah, yeah. But it is something that I enjoy. It gives me the balance and freedom to do okay. the things I want to do on the side in terms of building a brand and 
doing everything else around that. So 100%. Yeah, enjoy it. You, st you still got a longer train right ahead Absolutely. of you. So I mean, that's good. And, and Jason, what and you're in tech. So yep. what what kind of have you put together and what are you doing? Yeah, so I like to sum it up to, to three different things that I learned while being an athlete playing basketball and taking that into kind of the business world that I find myself in now. Uh, and that's just staying competitive, right? So on the basketball court, obviously, I had to go in there and I had to work every day. I had to compete against my teammates against the people I was playing against. Uh, sales is kind of the same way, right? It's not cutthroat, but it is competitive. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I also had to stay coachable because starting over at something was, you yeah. know, it's, it's difficult to kind of come in as a rookie again. As I'm, I was 35 when I started working at the company I'm at now, <clears throat> but I didn't have years of sales experience. I just had life experience. So I had to kind of come in with that mindset of being, okay, I don't know these things. I have to learn from these people. So staying competitive, staying coachable, um, and then just staying consistent, like Malcolm said. You know, so we kind of wrap it up in those three C's. But if I can stay consistent and show up every day and work hard every day, then I can put myself in a position to be as successful in what I'm doing now as I was when I was playing basketball. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. I mean, it's it's funny how how we kind of just go into these other seasons of life and then basically you guys are in your second career is, is what you would call it and so the consistency is huge you know when you're able to do that and you have to refigure out what that whole module you know of time is For sure. um, so tell me uh, either one of you what um, how important is uh, like I mean it's obvious it's obvious how important is the fitness regime to you know your everyday life and being productive in, in business and, and just with relationships and stuff like that it's everything it's everything yeah. I mean to sum it up it, it really is because I know and we know what it's like to not get up and train we know what it's like to not move your body we know what it's like to be injured and not be yourself mm -hmm. and so that it, again just it comes with a piece of just being grateful if you have the chance to get to you need to right yeah. you should and for us, we've seen the benefit of it, and it's really just changed our life, you know? And, and it wasn't always that way, right? Growing up, fitness wasn't really a thing, right? We, we, were, we were athletes, so yeah. we almost had to, but it wasn't by choice. Right. So now, being in this phase of life, we've seen just the absolute benefits of it, and also the, re the relationships that it creates, right? The way we feel, the way we look, the way we move, and the health benefits that come with it. Obviously, this is about longevity, and we want to stay alive as long as we can, but not just stay alive. We want to stay alive and feel good, right? That's the key. For sure, for sure. That was a teacher answer. Um, I I just don't want to be the fat athlete, you know? A lot of, a lot of my teammates, <laughs> I, I watch them fall off, and it's yeah. just like, it's sad, you know? I'm like, these guys were at the, at the pinnacle. They were at their top mm. fittest, and they let themselves fall off the hill so far, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I just never want to feel that way. I never want to, I never want to look at myself and say like, okay, I, I peaked at 15, or I peaked at 20, or I peaked at 25. I always just want to keep that consistent, competitive mindset and just continue to get better at the things that I'm trying to do. And I think it, it runs parallel with like with business, with you know whatever career you're in. If you decide to just take days off and, and sit back and let things come to you, it, it translates into other parts of your life. And I just always have to have that kind of competitive edge to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. Yeah, and, 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 and look, I mean, make no bones about it. You guys are obviously genetically gifted. You're, you know, you, you obviously came from a little bit of a head start from other people or short Italians like myself, not yeah. a big deal. But the fact of the matter is, as you get older, if you don't keep up with this shit, it can fall off. Quickly, and quick. quickly, yeah. And, and you guys are both in phenomenal shape, and it's not just because you have genetics, it's because you work your ass off. So what is your definition of fitness right now at this part of your life? Great question. Um, for me, it's 
it's how well you can get through a workout and then turn around and do it again, uh -huh. right? So like you can go, you can go all out and you can kill yourself in the gym, but if you're dead for three days, then you're not really fit, right? So it's like pushing yourself, finding that level where you're getting better, but to a point where it's like, okay, if I had to, I could turn around and do this again. Yeah. Um, and just being able to move. For me, it's like I've seen guys who, not from set, we've been through injuries. <clears throat> the best ability is availability always. And if you can find ways to just like keep yourself in the game, like the that. game of life, then I think you're going to find yourself way, just way more functional, right? We just put out an ebook um, called the, you know, functional training, tra training for life, but it's functional training yeah. for life. And I think for the sport of life is kind of how we, how we dubbed Love it, it. Um, coming from the athletic background. But that's really what we're doing, you know? Life is a sport. We're training for that life sport yeah uh, and if you can find ways to stay in the game that's the most important thing yeah movement is medicine right so if you can find a way to move every single day i think that you're gonna you're gonna be better off for it you know it, and again it comes back to that piece of if you get to do it you should do it right? for sure and yeah for me it's similar to jason right it's where where are you at in maybe a certain exercise or a certain fitness class or it could be really whatever but how how are you gauging where you were the day before right, right. so am I showing up and am I getting one percent better or am I kind of staying stagnant or am I taking steps back right and that kind of just yeah dictates to me how fit you are or am I overly beating the shit out of myself 100%. every day and not moving forward because that's a big thing too inflammation Absolutely. stress all that sort of stuff that people don't realize all plays a part more, more is not necessarily better better is better right yes, and I know you both prescribe subscribe to this it's like when you wake up and you feel good and you have that gift of life and that breath you know today I good example I just took the dogs for a walk and I was like you know what I feel amazing so I went and I hiked the mountain yes. you know and I did it with 20 pounds on my back yes. and I'm like yeah you know listen to my butt rock and you know and, and that's the thing it's like waking up and sharing that message which you guys do all the time on your social media so I want to talk about that how did how did the the brotherhood you know come together and decide to start doing you know this this project that you guys do which is the Boone Brothers I think it just started really <clears throat> with there were so many things that we used in our in our day-to-day -day life yeah. you know I mean we, we drank athletic greens every day we you know would use the hip halo bands when we warmed up we would do you know all these things I'm like and Jason made the great point one day like what if we just started reaching out to these companies and said hey we use your stuff you know people do that and I think when we started to understand our lifestyle and what it was we did on a very consistent and daily basis we said let's just throw this out there and see what happens right yeah. we this is what we do this is what we love to do and I feel like we can help a lot of people along the way. So why don't we just start a page? Yeah. Why not, right? You'll never know unless you start. We did it, and I mean, here we are. You know, it's right? great. Yeah, it's great. Cool. And, and and we're going to promote all these pages. You, you, everybody listening, you, you have to follow. You have to buy all their shit. I mean, just do it. I mean, please, for God's sakes. These guys are, these guys are doing God's work, you know, um, or whatever you believe in. But, you know, it, here, here's the thing, like, um, you – you're putting yourself out there. And that's, you know, a lot of times that can't be easy. And, and there's probably not many trolls with you guys. I mean, I don't even get a lot. You know, it's sure. just one of those things where we're, we're probably not getting penis pictures like Jeremy does. But, you know. No, see, we're good there. There we go. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's not work if you're passionate about it and you love doing it. And I'm sure the ACLA, ACLA what am I saying? Acclaim. Thank you. The, you know, all that stuff that you get back from people is so rewarding, right? Yes. You know, when people are saying, hey, you've Very helped true. us, you've done Very all true. that sort of stuff. Yes. Now, you both live in Atlanta? 
No, I'm two hours outside of Atlanta. Okay. And I'm in Nashville. You're in Nashville. Yeah, so okay. We're about four hours away from each other. Okay. So how hard is it for you guys to get together, or how often do you? We try to do it quarterly. Um, his schedule is a, he has the summers off, obviously being in teaching. Uh, so his schedule is probably a little bit more flexible than mine. Uh, yeah. So he typically comes to Nashville when he has time off. Uh, yeah. But we try to get together and do like a wellness retreat or a brothers weekend uh, at least once a quarter, and then we'll shoot a bunch of content when we're there. Uh, we found a way to kind of cut and edit um, a lot of the stuff that we do so that we can kind of get stuff out there when we're not physically together. Yeah. But it's uh, I, I credit Malcolm a ton with the. Uh, how well he's he's, he's on there all the that. time yeah, he's, yeah he's making it happen so yeah for um, sure yeah we, we you know figured out our whole motto is like eliminate excuses so even if we're not together 24 7 uh we find ways to get stuff out there to the people and come at it sometimes with a little bit of a different approach uh, i think anybody that's been around us long enough knows that malcolm is probably a level or two ahead of me in both um the, the fitness piece and the like recovery piece yeah um and it's just like again now the roles are kind of reversed where I feel like I'm, I find myself chasing him in a lot of the fitness stuff, uh, but it's good because like, he knows I'm always on his heels and it gives him uh, an ability to just kind of know he has to keep pushing uh, and it gives me something to kind of chase after in, in that respect also. That's so. true brotherhood. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you want. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you, you talk a good point about Malcolm, how the whole thing about recovery, like when I first followed your page, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, you know, like you're tossing around weight and right. grunting and doing yeah. I mean it was about the bands it was about oh. the stretching it was about and you know the, the body shows yes. you know Thank because you. it's one of these things where I, I think a lot of people always put in context that they have to do all this stuff to to look like this sure. but if you can't move and you can't stretch so how did how did you start really getting into the whole mobility and stretching and, yeah. and all that I mean honestly Dio, it started when I was in college and here's what I'll say about that I used to take these warm showers in college and <laughs> in the shower I would like do a lot of stretching I would like you know do high knee stretch or hamstring stretch whatever it was and the guys in college would laugh at me yeah they'd be like what why are you stretching in the shower I'm like well why not I don't know and I was always sort of very flexible so it got to the point where I just kind of just started and then when we were overseas I learned from some of the best trainers out there and they mm. started putting me in these positions I've never been in and I slowly started to feel my body open up and I'm like wow this is helping my squat this is helping my lunge this is helping you know my my press like everything and so once I saw it from that angle and on top of that when other people started to see it and yeah. notice it and I was always very big into you know division one athletes like it's amazing and when we were overseas there were a ton of d1 guys and so when they started to see like oh this is little malcolm like little boom like doing this making a difference yeah. making a little bit of a difference yeah. doing this doing that and that was like the the pinnacle for me and i was like okay now i gotta keep going and that was kind of all i needed and yeah the mobility was huge and i noticed on the days where i don't do it my everything else suffers you so know would you say when you guys were pro athletes was stretching just kind of looked at as one of those things where okay you know just kind of do you know for some for yeah sure for yeah. some yeah but i feel like we i feel like we took it pretty seriously you for know sure. definitely just because we always wanted to get the most out of it and there, there were days where we might have dogged it too but for the most part no we, we showed up there and, and we and we locked in on it yeah I had, I had some coaches that that made us do it after practice um and then myself and probably two of my other buddies would like stay even longer and do more stuff you know so it, kind of, it felt like one of those things where it's like the older I got I needed to find a way to have this edge about how I was was training and I right. think a lot of it was like that recovery piece so I can 
it might take me a little bit longer <clears throat> to get warmed up and be able to play a, a two-hour practice, but I knew that if I did the things for, if I invested the 30 minutes after practice in recovering my body, then I'd be able to bounce back the next day and, and compete with guys who were 10 years younger. At a thousand point. percent, so, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about something important. Why are you guys in Arizona? We are in Arizona for the Section 7 basketball tournament held at State Farm Stadium. We are holding our own space there, so it's a rest and recovery lounge. Yep. So we're introducing, we're able to leverage our partnership with Hyperice and, uh, yeah, Hyperice and bring in Normatech boots, bring in Theraguns, awesome. knee compression, back warmers, meditation devices to introduce not only the physical recovery, but the mental recovery piece for a lot of these young athletes. They're here, they all wanna play at the next level. We have done that. And so we wanna to introduce to them, hey, if you wanna get an edge over your competitors, you know, but also yourself, we have to tap into the mental piece, the mental recovery through meditation, through breath work, but also the physical recovery as well. So yeah, we're holding our own little room there. They, they, the coaches scan a little QR code, they make an appointment with us, they come in, they have a session, they're in the door, they're out the door, mentally and physically recovered, and moving on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of pressure on these on these kids. You know, we remember what it's like to be recruited. Uh, you feel like, okay, I have three games this weekend to kind of get a, a full ride to a college. So these wow. kids are putting a lot of pressure on themselves. Uh, and so, you know, it's just it's nonstop when you're in there. There's over 200 teams. Uh, they're playing. There's 12 full-length basketball courts. Games going. We're there tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. So there's games every hour on the hour. Um, so there's a lot of kids coming through, and we just felt like if we could create a space where these kids can just get away for 15 minutes, you know, put their yeah. phone down, escape from the noise, um, you know, and just listen to a, a five-minute meditation about, you know, how you're talking to yourself, preparing for the next game. Or even if you didn't have the best performance, hey, here's how you bounce back. Even if you did have a great performance, here's how you center yourself and get ready for the next game. So a lot of, like, the things that Kobe kind of popularized and LeBron James has talked about, and these, these guys they look up to anyway – and I think with our approach as being, you know, ex-athletes ourselves, yeah. uh, it just kind of resonates a little bit more with that next generation. So yeah, using the of, gift for good. Yeah. I love it. And and explain to people what Section Seven means or is, so that they know. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a big basketball tournament, uh, big recruiting tournament. Okay. Uh, but the difference is that it's not your typical summer AAU kind of tournament, okay. right? So you're playing with a high school team. So your entire high school team would come out here uh, and play in this tournament. There's a lot of teams from, um, I think, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, uh, even some teams from like Washington and, and Oregon. But essentially, because it's a high school team, there has to be a scholastic or a teaching aspect to it. So okay. the fact that Malcolm was obviously in teaching, uh, we leveraged some of our connections, like we said, at Hyperice, at Slam Magazine, um, and they said, hey, we are looking for somebody to teach the kids about meditation and wellness and recovery. Um, and so they gave us an opportunity to kind of set up our own room, kind of gave us carte blanche, and we said, hey, we're going to come in and then set it up the way we want to, and, Love and it. here we are. Yeah, and that's a whole week, right? Well, no, it's two different weekends. So last weekend, Thursday, okay. Friday, Saturday, was the girls. And today, tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me, and Sunday will be the boys. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then, so what have you guys been doing in Arizona since you just, when you have downtime, besides oh, working out? Man, we've been, <clears throat> besides working out, <laughs> okay, that's definitely on the list. <laughs> just came from Jeremy Scott's this morning. We, yeah, we've been, we went to a couple different clients that Jason had to see. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we've been just kind of, Using it as a wellness a time for us to yeah. recover, right? To be together, right? Cause that's great. That's, that's what it's about. That yeah. Connection and resetting on our own. 
On your own, on yeah. Own. So Jason got clients out here, huh? Yeah, huh? yes, we went. Uh, <laughs> Hilton is uh, is one of my biggest clients, and I went to go see the uh, the Biltmore, uh, which is <sighs> an amazing, amazing space. Uh, the team over there are great. They use us. They use my my company internally uh, to just show appreciation to their employees. There's yeah. over 900 of them there, and it's uh, it's great to kind of see you know the gratitude piece and the, and the people that I talk to on the phone, kind of meet them in person and interact with them. Uh, they actually were speaking to us about a wellness retreat that they do on wow. their location. Okay. So there might be some synergy there. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of different schools that we visited. I knew Malcolm obviously was a teacher. We could see some of the, the schools that use us here. Um, the uh, the Fusion Academy for one. And it was just it was good it was good to just be out for a week and, and just kinda hang out. Just see all that stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Look at look at houses for sale. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that plug. So I, I don't wanna I don't wanna uh, how, how do I say um, you know make the mode any the, the mood here any grim or whatever, but I do wanna talk about um, what I had heard on a on a podcast before. I wanna talk about the car accident. Um, because I, th there's two things here that go in my mind. And when I was listening to it, I was like, God, I really want to talk to these guys about this because I wanted to kind of see how you g are in a situation that you almost feel like you're going to lose your life, right? And then as athletic as you guys are, you're, I mean, you're hurt, and then you got to come back from that. And so how instrumental was that in the aspect of just kind of, you know, eye of the tiger afterwards and really, you know, mind and body? Mm -hmm. So I'll start there. Um, I was the driver uh, of the car. We were in a car accident. Um, we got hit by a drunk driver um, at like a yellow light. So we were in the we were in the intersection getting ready to make the yellow, and this guy blew through his red and uh, and t-boned us. So I'm in the driver's seat. My brother's in the passenger seat. Passenger seat got all the impact. Uh, so it happened really quick. You know, he didn't have his headlights on, so it like it just kind of came out of nowhere. It felt like a bomb went off. Yeah. Airbags deployed. Um, deployed. And when kind of everything settled, I just remember being in the car, um, just black smoke, and my brother was next to me, and he put his left hand on my right arm and said that he couldn't, like, he, he was having trouble breathing, and he couldn't get out of the car door. Like, the car door was jammed. So in my mind, as big brother, not really knowing what happened, my only instinct was, like, get out of the car, rip the car door off, get him out of the car, and then everything else will figure out, like, once... Yeah. he's out the car so summoned up some kind of strength got out ended up getting out of the car went over to his side there were actually people that were across the street that came over to kind of start helping got we finally got his door open got him out the car there was two guys in the back seat um and yeah it was just like mayhem for a while right so uh long story short <clears throat> about two weeks later um found out that he had a broken sternum so he couldn't do any kind of like upper body movement everything was was tough in terms of of breathing i ended up getting out with the least amount of physical injuries the guy behind me had a concussion broke both his hips the guy uh, on the other side had a big gash on his head he was out of it for you know a couple of days so i kind of had to like be the person who was there yeah. help, like help dealing with everybody as they were in different rooms at the hospital uh, but basically once once we found out that everybody was like gonna be okay there was a couple surgeries that had to happen uh it was just like this like road to recovery um, and I think that for a while, I'll kind of let Malcolm speak on how he felt himself. But from my perspective, it was like a lot more of the mental yeah. side that yeah. I had to deal with versus the physical side, which was probably just as difficult in that moment. Um, but again, spoke to some, I spoke to some professionals, dealt with it the way I had to deal with it. Um, and I feel like I'm better for it. 100%, yeah. yeah, made a positive yeah. out of it. And sure. you, you had you had work to do. I had work to do. I had work to do. Still do. Still do. Yeah. And I think, 
Yeah, for me, it was the moment when the doctor told me, hey, you broke your sternum straight through, you you, you separated your collarbone, and you're not going to be able to push, pull, twist, do anything with your upper body for the next four to five months. So that was something when she said that, my I felt just almost compressed in a way. And uh, it was tough. It was tough because my lifestyle is geared around movement and around feeling good and yeah. training and recovery and doing all these things. I, I love to move. And so when she said that, you know, I, I said, okay, I went instantly to my mind and I said, okay, what's the next step? Found myself in a little bit of a dark place for a while. Yeah. Didn't know kind of how to navigate this. And so I, I credit BJ Gadur for helping me a ton. He ended up putting me on this lunge journey. He said, if you can walk, then you can lunge, right? So after a while, I ended up working on lunges. I started slow, two minutes a day, or two, yeah, two minutes a day, worked up to five, worked up to six, seven, all the way up to an hour straight, continuous. Yeah. continuous. And on top of that, you know, Jason pushing me along the, the, the entire time, David Goggins, I stopped listening to music, and I only, till this day, I don't listen to music when I train. Unless I'm at Jeremy Scott, but right. <laughs> I, uh, I made you listen to rat yesterday. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but I usually train alone for the most part, and yeah, uh, yeah I'm always just listening to a lot of the yeah. inspirational, motivational speakers. What, what do you What do you have on repeat? Who's gonna carry the boats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> always, always come back to that one. Always. Yeah, between him, Jocko, you know, a lot yeah. of Eric Thomas, a lot of the big name guys out there, and. It, it, it's never shifted, and that's why I said I still have work to do because had I just gotten to an hour continuous of walking lunges and then just said, okay, that's it, I'm right. good, you know, I'm healed now, I'm fine, well, then I become stagnant, I become complacent, and that's never where I want to go in life in anything, not just with fitness, but I always want to grow in any element of life, and so I'm, I use that for almost everything I do, and there was a, there was a time there where that was all I saw, Yeah, and that became a mental burden on top of a mental burden because everything had to be go hard in everything you do and you never take your foot mm, off the gas. Right. So I was in a, a dark, darker place for a while yeah. because I didn't see anything else and anybody that wasn't there with me had to move. Mm -hmm. And so that created problems with relationships that created problems with myself and family and things like that. And so now I'm in this stage where I understand that I can turn it on and I can turn it off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I can go to that place because I never forget where I, I never forget that moment, right? And, right. And, and that past and where I came from in that regard. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, it's, um, just glad you guys are both here. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. You can learn from those stories. And, and one of the, the things that had resonated with me in it was the fact that it was a drunk driver. And you guys know what I do for a living. I insure over 400 bars and restaurants. And so, I ensure them for the fact that when somebody leaves their establishment, they've been overserved. There's actually insurance coverage for that sort of thing yeah. if they're held negligible. Sure. And it just strikes me as unfathomable that somebody would leave not being able to operate a motor vehicle, you know? And by no means am I preaching because there were dark days in my past where, you know, I did shit that I probably shouldn't have been doing. I've been there. But it's, yeah, you know, but, but it's scary. Here you got, you know, four, you know, dudes in a car just trying to get to point A to B, it. and it, it changes your life. And it, it, it could have not gone that well. Right. 
you know, as, as well as it ended up being. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's a deep message for everybody listening, you know, just don't be an asshole, right, you know, right. just get the Uber. Yeah, get the Uber. <laughs> get the, or get now the Waymo, the thing yeah, that right, you don't even way. have to have driver. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Did it's you wild. see that? Yeah, it's it's crazy. crazy. There's a couple of them around here. Yeah. yeah. yeah Scott has way more of them than Nashville, for sure. But no, it's, it's crazy. Let's talk about real quick your daily activities. I kind of want to hear each one of you just like your your regimens because people are like really interested to hear like what other people do sure. so jason so typically um i like to work out first thing in the morning uh, okay. so i'm up you, my alarm usually goes up about 4 45 a.m i feel like my body wakes me up at about 4 43 every morning and I'm, like, <laughs> I have that battle where i'm like do i just close my eyes and wait for the alarm to go off or do i just hop up <laughs> two so minutes <laughs> I, have that, I have that like inner battle first thing in the morning um on the weekends i try to take cold shower right out of the bed uh, my brother does that every day and i okay. was with him in atlanta for one of our wellness weekends and i got a chance to witness it um, i'm not to the point where i do it every day now uh, just because i blame it on the fact that i wake up my girlfriend and blah 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 but typically on the weekends uh, i like to just hop in the shower first thing um out of the bed um <clears throat> i like to work out first thing so i go downstairs i have this like 20 25 minute warm-up routine that i typically do uh, and then i'll either go to a gym and work out i have this um metabolic class pass that i that i do uh, it's kind of like CrossFit without the barbell. Okay. Um, so it always has like a boxing element to it, which I like to do. Uh, but they'll get you on the ski and the row and push you a little bit harder than you would if you're kind of working out by yeah. yourself. Um, otherwise, I have a nice gym in my building. So I'll <clears throat> do probably like a 45 to hour workout down there. Um, always try to incorporate some sort of stability, some sort of mobility, and then some sort of recovery. Um, so now I'm usually back up <clears throat> in my apartment, showered, uh, out the door by 8 a.m. I typically like to carve out about 15 or 20 minutes to meditate cool. uh, or journal, sometimes both. As soon as I get to the office, have a full work day, I try to get up every hour on the hour and just do some kind of movement. So if I sit, if I find myself sitting for 60 minutes, I have to get up and move for yeah. at least six uh, and kind of break it out that way throughout the work day. Uh, and then typically when I come home at night, um, I'm one meal a day usually. So I'll either really? bring food to the office, uh, like a meal that I've prepped um, over the course of like probably on the weekend. And then I'll eat that meal at work, come home and usually have like a, a snack, a, a banana, some yogurt or something like yeah. that. Um, but usually kind of eat my calories all in one meal. Um, no caffeine, so no coffee, no, no really no tea, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, kind of consume that all in that like two, three hour window. Yeah. And then come home and then usually stretch. Right? So that's, that's pretty simple. I mean, it's a real, now do you have business dealings where you have to go out to lunch or you have to deal with that sort of stuff? And Typically, you're like, uh. yes. Uh, and I'll kind of shift my window based on that. Uh -huh. Um, and not a big, not a big drinker. Don't drink a ton. Sometimes yeah. for, for work, I have to kind of be social. Right. Um, but usually it's like a tequila soda and I'll just keep filling up like soda water in yeah. that same kind of cup. Keep squeezing some limes in there and kind of fake the funk until <laughs> it's <laughs> over. Um, but yeah, typically, um, you know, I'm, I'm Monday through Friday. I'm like that. Weekends, I kind of give myself a little bit more leeway. Yeah. Um, I'll have either like a refeed meal where I'll eat a little bit more of the stuff I like to eat or I'll kind of go off the beaten path and have a pizza or yeah. have a burger or something like that. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty disciplined throughout the course of the week. Uh, I found myself, I'm like a former fat guy. Me and BJ always joke around. Mm. Like we, my body could... <clears throat> I've been up to 280 before. I probably walk around now at like 240. Okay. Um, but I want to get down to probably like two. I feel my best at like 232, 235. Completely shredded. Um, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know where you're going. Is where I want to be uh, at all times. Right now I'm, uh, I'm planning a trip to Italy with my girlfriend. Oh, cool. Um, so kind of 
tighten it up for that. For yeah, sure. and then pack it back on when you go out it. there. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Malcolm? So, yeah, th 3 a.m., Monday through Friday. Woo! Alarm clock goes off. I'm up, cold shower immediately, and out the door by usually 3.15, 3.20, in the gym by 3.30, sauna, always before my workout, just for a little bit, get the muscles loose, mobility in there, and then, yeah, I train for about usually 45 minutes, hour, give or take, always mobilize after, back in the sauna for another 20 minutes or so, cold shower again, and then I'm usually back home by about 5 a.m. or so, yeah. give or take, and then, yeah, I always jump into my Normatec boots, Shout out to Jason, got those for me last Christmas. So those have been such a game awesome. changer. So I'm always in those. I drink one cup of matcha a day in like in that time frame. Yeah. I journal. I will also uh, I have these diffusers in my room. Uh -huh. So I'll always set diffusers as I'm in the Normatech boots. <clears throat> excuse me, and playing planning some Plan, planning the content for the day. Yeah. So it's always just a way for me to just kind of ease into my day. I do not like to be rushed. So I, and I know 3 a.m. is like, wow, you're definitely, we won't be, right? But I love to give myself that time to just decompress, to just, again, journal, drink tea, plan the day, yeah. and coast into my day. And then once I get to work, it's, I'm there till about four o'clock come home, I'll eat my one meal. Same, same one way. meal? Same one meal a day. How do you big boys eat know, one meal and I keep know. all that muscle on? Is it a big meal? Is it like eight fairly, chicken breasts? And fairly, yeah, yeah. Yeah? And sometimes, yeah. D, it'll we be... We have a lunch over there at Oh, <laughs> you oh, do. Yeah, we'll, pull before we, <laughs> we'll pull that out before we go, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, just you know, a ton of protein. And if, if it is ever two meals a day, it's usually just heavier on the protein front right. earlier in the day. Yeah. And, Space it out, and then maybe a little bit. It's what meal. works for you. It's yeah, it works. And so, uh, and I, and we, I feel like we know our body. Sometimes I'm like, okay, right. I'm really dragging. I had a really tough workout. I'm like, the tank is emptied. Right? Yeah. So I need to do a little more today. But <clears throat> on top of that, uh, then I'll finish the day, come home, eat. I always, always do mobility. Uh, and on top of that, the meditation is always in the morning too. So yeah. I always meditate. That's the first part I left out. Let's start your when day I right. Wake up, yeah. As soon as I wake up, I grab my meditation device. Cool. So it's always by my bed. Boom. Grab it. Three minutes. Sh cold shower. And then everything else I just mentioned. Mobility before bed every night. I never miss. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just. I love busy. your cooking stuff. I mean, I watch it oh, on Instagram I and I imitate some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not the first person that's told us that. So I really appreciate yeah. that. No, Thank it's you. great, man. Really. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's clean food Absolutely. that's just made to be you know, joyful. I mean, that's the thing. We don't need all this other shit. We just no. need to eat food. You do. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you eat six meals a day or, or, or one, just eat matter. food, yeah. right? You Real. know, because you're going to get food. Real. Yeah. That's right. Um, how often do you guys see mama? I probably see her more than Jason. I, I go home for every holiday. So Thanksgiving, all the big ones, Christmas, okay. we're, we're there. But then I also have more breaks. So yeah. I have a spring break, I go to Florida. I have summer break, I go to Florida. So now that's where they're at. They're not in New York anymore. So yeah, I just try and be there around them as much as I can just because, you know, we're all getting older, right? 100%. And, so, and obviously the more time goes on, it's, you know, we start going our ways. Yeah. And, you know, I, I value the time with them and 
just trying to see him as much as I can. Yeah, sure. well, I, I had to give her a shout out because she likes me. Appreciate that. She, she loves, she loves to do that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, when I make it back out to the ATL for one of my reunions or something like that, I, I keep promising that I'm no. going to do that one day. But uh, I, I'm just trying to figure out when the mosquitoes aren't hanging around. Oh, as much. You should come Labor Day. We're, just, we're setting up a uh, uh, yeah. kettlebell festival. Are you really? So we got some people that we that we connected with through Kettlebell Kings, and a bunch of us trainers are going to be out there for a weekend, um, Labor Day weekend, and we're going to put together like a big kettlebell festival and people that can come they can come it's like 120 bucks you can sign up for that oh wow weekend. and all the best kettlebell trainers that you can imagine are going to be there running courses running classes nice. and just kind of pop up and talk to them um so that's kind of another door that's been opened through kind of just like the connections that we've made yeah. in, this, in this world so and that's in atlanta atlanta proper it'll be, it'll atlanta, be in atlanta. proper yeah. yeah yeah i i, I grew up I, I should show you guys i grew up watching the the braves back when like dale murphy and bob horner and yeah. fulton county stadium was yeah. like this you know yeah. just old crusty pile of crap sure. and it was great i actually played baseball in little league there for the all-stars in fulton county stadium yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah right. <laughs> so um all right well cool i know you guys got some stuff to do today so we're gonna uh, finish this off with some rapid fire questions because like i know if you listen to the podcast before yeah. um let's talk about walking lunges how long can we go now oh over an hour for sure cool easily uh, I can go one minute less than Malcolm because I know as soon as I start, <laughs> <laughs> and when I listen to that podcast, I, I, I I'm not shitting you. I went outside and I did 20 minutes of walking lunges. I'm I, like, okay, you got that. me motivated. Yeah, you I sent us. you. Yeah, you I tagged tagged you. Yeah. Repost immediately. It's so funny. Um, chicken or steak? Steak. Steak every time. Every time. Uh, Rambo or Terminator? Terminator. Terminator. Van Halen or ACDC? ACDC. Correct. I think, I think everything Malcolm's saying, I'm going to agree with. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in if it's opposite, but bro. I feel like everything he's saying, he's nailing it. Uh, Germany or Italy? Germany, Germany. Aliens or Bigfoot? Bigfoot. I might go aliens with that one. All right, I like that. I have an alien thing here. Um, <laughs> Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out? In-N-Out. Neither. <laughs> but if I had to choose, I would say in and out. Yeah. yeah. Now, you speaking of, do either one of you like splurge on any weird fast food? Or you just see it like poison. Like I see alcohol as poison, even though I make a living off of it. But right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that mind game for me. For me, I just think I've been out of it for so long. Yeah. Doesn't even interest you. Doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would feel terrible right away because of what 100 percent cook and what we what we use in our food. Yeah. It's the opposite. Dave, right? so Dave Asprey said it the best. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. No, please. But um, he was talking about on one of his podcasts, somebody was telling him, yeah, just drive by the McDonald's, turn left, this and that. And it was in an area that he, he lives in. And he's like, I don't even know where that McDonald's is. <laughs> Get it? Like, he don't, you don't yeah. even see it. You yeah. don't even recognize it. Right. Yeah. That's such a great point, d We, um, I got to go back to this real quick. Yeah. We also, we did a fast food, during March Madness, we did a little fast food. Tour. I remember that. Remember That's that? why I brought it up. Yeah, I saw it on you. your feed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we were we were trying to figure out what fast food what fast food chains we had in our area. And so I was talking to Jason. I said, well, which ones do you have near you? He told me. He said, which ones do you have near you? And I said, well, I know I have a McDonald's or Burger King because I see them. But then I didn't even know I had a Dairy Queen. I had a there's a there's a Cinnabon yeah. there's a Wendy's and they're literally right off the beaten path but I had no idea because I'm always yep. here I know where I'm going I know where I'm getting to and I know when I'm leaving and I know where I'm going to so it was just crazy to yeah it's so funny to hear that, that. Yeah, yeah love that um cigar or marijuana 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 
Cold plunge or assault Cold bike? Cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas day, I'll never no forget it. No hesitation. Yeah, yes, yes. Christmas day, my parents, they were, again, I told you, they just moved from New York. Yeah. They had this pond. They lived on a pond. Right I, okay, that? that video, too, Amazing. killed me. I'm Amazing. like, you are nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone was saying I was that. a big Wim Hof guy. He, uh, yeah, yeah, Wim Hof's breath, best. Into the cold. Yeah. Love it. We got to do that next time you're in town. Let's do it. What about yeah. you, cold plunge or a salt bike? Uh, man, I, so I, I, oh, I've, been, I've been on the assault <laughs> bike a lot more this week than I have in a long time. Uh, 335 and it pounds. is not fun. Uh, uh, I, I would say cold plunge, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. That that's all I got. That's yeah, it? I mean, that's, wow, that's, that's all my rapid fire questions. One, two, three. Let's you, take you guys did great. So, okay, where can everybody follow you and, and give you some love and all that sort? Of, and I'll put it all in show notes. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we're on basically all the big social media platforms: TikTok, Instagram at the Boons Doc, T H E B O O N E S D O C, and YouTube, Twitter. We're on pretty much everything. Working on the website right now. It'll be updated by this weekend or so. And yeah. Yeah, you can catch us there. Yeah, very active, very responsive. Absolutely. Very nice to look at. Thank you, sir. Uh, you guys Appreciate get get that. your work done. Yeah, 100%. you know, it's it's all about energy and love, man. At the end of the day, you guys are spreading a positive message. And, like, for me, my goal before I, you know, crumble like Obi-Wan did, just sure. disappeared <laughs> under the <laughs> under the blanket. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I want to spread as much love and joy. Yeah. And when you run into people such as yourselves and Jeremy and all these other people that, you know, are here to spread that word of health and wellness, that's what's important. And thank you so much for coming to my event. Oh, that was absolutely. fun. We did Qigong in the park together. Unforgettable. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We got a post coming out around that, too. So I think you really like that. Very cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, out of your busy week in Arizona. And uh, we'll do some more stuff together. Absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for listening to yes. On the D-Lo. Please, um, I'll, as I copy Jeremy on this, please uh, give me a five-star and subscribe, and don't be a lazy ass, right? That's right. Um, right. And uh, you can follow me at I am the D-Lo. And until next time, peace out. Thank you, sir.